Blog Talk Radio. Podcast. It is me, as always, the host for this little shindig, Chris Vigilante. Yes, I know what you're thinking. I am going to be suing Sting for infringing on my gimmick, but that's neither here nor there. That's a conversation for a different time. Joining me tonight, uh, Rob is scheduled to join us at some point. He's not here yet, but yippee hooray, lucky for us, the man they call Shane is here. Hello, Shane. How are you this evening? Shane? Uh-oh. Are we experiencing some technical difficulties? Shane? Can you hear me? Hello? Yes, I can hear you now. How are you, my friend? Good. I just gave you a wonderful introduction, not realizing that you were not on the line. No, I heard it all. It was, uh, oh, okay. you oversold it just now in its wonderfulness. It wasn't that great, but I appreciate the sentiment. Sure, sure. So we are here to di- or, uh, we are to discuss the Royal Rumble, a show that happened last night, presented by our good friends at WWE. Uh, so uh, where to begin? Where to begin? I mean, there's only really two matches even that are worth talking about on this show. But uh, why don't you why don't you kick off the conversation, Shane, and we'll go from there. We're not going to give an update. I mean, we're currently both in uh, the blizzard of 2015, which I'm not sure. I'm not too impressed by yet. No, not at all. Too much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were back in New York. So. Yeah, yeah. But uh. Yeah, Rob. So they canceled the Raw tonight. I was smart enough to escape the uh, the cold and the snow. But uh, we are in it. Uh, yeah, not very impressive so far. I was promised two to three feet, and uh, we've we've barely gotten a whimper here. If anybody knows about uh, promising more in length and not delivering, it's Chris Vigilante, if you know what I mean, ladies. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I can't even argue, but that's fine. But let's 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 talk about. This, if you can call it a show, like, well, let's start out by saying, I'll start out by saying this: the the WWE World Heavyweight Title match between Brock Lesnar, John Cena, and Seth Rollins was a phenomenal match. Uh, you know, it's early in the year, but I can't imagine it's going to be hard for WWE to top that this year. Uh, all three guys performed really well, particularly Rollins and 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 Lesnar. Uh, just a really outstanding, you know, match that really was, you know, 25 minutes of just really good action, and I enjoyed it a lot, much more than I thought I was going to, to the point where 
uh, I, I, oh, leading up to the show, I said that I didn't want that to main event, that I wanted the Rumble itself to main event, and now I wish that the Triple Threat had main evented. Yeah, I mean, we got, it's early, like you just said, it's not, we're not even out of January, and us wrestling fans have been treated with two of the best matches you could ever see. You know, the Nakamura-Abushi match, and now this, this triple threat match from the Royal Rumble, uh, which were both great. Um, I just, I, I thought this match couldn't have been booked better. Actually, I mean, I, actually, it could have been booked better. I didn't, what did you think of the stretcher and everything? I thought that was a little overdone. I mean, they had to take, Brock out of the match for some length so he can make the the comeback and everything and uh, to showcase Seth Rollins more. I was thinking like right. maybe they could have if they were doing a Brock face turn, which now it doesn't from the Raw tonight. It doesn't look like they're doing. I was thinking like maybe they could have Paul Heyman get attacked by someone and he comes to the rescue and that would take him out of the match like I was just thinking of different ways because I thought it. I think this is very close to like Meltzer five star, except the 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 stretcher. I thought that was oversold and just a little badly booked. I mean, that's just like picking out one criticism. Like, what do you think about that? Uh, I didn't think it was necessary, but at the same time, I mean, I guess the story. Yeah, I mean they definitely treated him like a babyface. That that's that's in that match, that's for sure. Like he's the one that came came in to the surprise. You're not surprised, but you know, like the end where he he came back from you know seemingly being laid out. You know, that's a babyface spot, and it was treated that way. But I don't think it was necessary. But at the same time, I mean, the story. I guess the story they're trying to tell is like this guy is like superhuman now. You know, and they're ready to wheel him out with a broken rib. He just gets up and and, and just continues to dominate. So. So I mean I get what they were trying to do, but yeah, I didn't think I didn't think we needed a visual of Brock Lesnar being loaded onto a, a stretcher, basically. So I don't think we needed that. But oh, but again, yeah, the match but, overall was was great, and like I said, Rollins and and Lesnar in particular were were you know tough form. I I I'm you know being somewhat of an indie wrestling you know good indie wrestling fan myself, I popped big when Rollins did the Phoenix Splash, which is something he hasn't done in WWE. Uh, which was his finisher in Ring of Honor, so I, I like that a lot. Although he kind of missed it a little bit, but just a great match. That elbow also, drop from the top to the outside to the table was, you know, picturesque. It was, it was just gorgeous. He also did another indie move, right? I forget. I marked out um, at one point. Didn't he do something else that he hasn't done in the WWE yet that he used to do in Florida? The Phoenix Splash, and there was one other thing. No. Not that I can think of offhand. I'm sure they might have, but like that's the one that sticks out. He even yeah, referenced yeah. it on on Raw tonight, which I thought was interesting, and uh, and you know I didn't expect that he he referenced he referenced the move and even called it the Phoenix Splash. So, but and the Phoenix Splash is a, uh, I mean that's a uh, Adrian Neville's move, right? That's a, that's his finisher. No, it's it's well. It's, it's it's a little it's different. different, so it's it's slightly different, but 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 it, it, there are similarities to it. It's like you know, right, it's, right. it's similar um, in that it's basically you know almost like a corkscrew, you know, four fifty. Yeah, yeah, and he did it perfectly. Like you said, he missed. He like hit him on the knees a little bit, but the execution 
was great. You know, the 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 landing wasn't perfect, but just to, I thought one of the most impressive feats of the night. I mean, it didn't look impressive with everything going on, but when when uh, Rollins was doing the springboard off the ropes and Brock Lesnar caught him on his shoulders like midair, like do you know how strong you have to be to do that? Like. Just did has ever anybody thrown you like a sack of laundry or a sack of potatoes that that maybe weighs like forty fifty pounds, and it's like so ridiculously hard to like catch and like stabilize in your hands like, and he's catching like a person. <laughs> I mean, I just thought like that move, with the, the everyone popped for it, but sort of easy to overlook like how awesome that move was too. Yeah, no, like I said, those two stood out uh, quite a bit. I mean, John Cena was pretty much an afterthought. I mean, he didn't really do um, much that was noteworthy. So, uh, you know, you know, Lesnar and Rollins in particular really stole the stole the show. And uh, I would love to see Rollins and Lesnar in a one-on-one match after that. So that'd be interesting to see. But most likely not going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Let's, I mean, let's move on from the good to the bad, which is the Royal Rumble match itself. Uh, you know, a couple of fun little moments in there. You know, Bubba Ray Dudley comes back, and uh, DDP gets a good reaction when he's hitting diamond cutters all over the place. You know, there were some good moments, but obviously WWE learned nothing from last year and your 2015 role. You're breaking up a little bit, but uh. Oh, I apologize. Okay, I have. It's right. I have so much to say about this match. Um, well, I'll try to go. be brief and. What's that? Yeah, I, I'll try to yeah, be brief. By and all means, I, go ahead. I'm re- I'm tired, so I might not be like super animated. I, I have a lot of thoughts. In, but my, my first thought is, really, I thought I hate being in this position where I have to defend the WWE, but I thought the crowd was really a bit too harsh. Here's the reason. Okay. Uh, I mean, what they did, Mark, I'll, I'll take it from the beginning. Okay, first of all, I, I said it last week, and our truth is just I really think you know, it's a very small point, and I don't want to belabor it, but he was put in such a difficult situation. I mean, opening the Royal Rumble with, like, the promo and the rap and everything, and totally delivered in a harsh crowd that didn't want to see anything but Daniel Bryan. Like, so my hat's off to him. Um, Like, Bubba, right? Like, that, that was cool. I'm so frustrated, though. Like, you can't find a bigger ECW mark than me. You really can't. Maybe there's a few out there, uh, Jim Carr, someone I'm thinking of, who used to drive from upstate New York to Philadelphia to go see shows, but um, I'm not too much behind that. Guys, get over ECW. Like, they had to bring Bubba Ray out there in the stupid glasses and the camouflage and do all the spots with not even his tag team partner. Meanwhile, they're missing out on one of the best heels in the business who who carried TNA on his shoulders. Like, why couldn't they bring back, like, that aces and eights, like, super heel, Bubba Ray, when they're desperate for heels? I mean, who knows what? Oh, they should have. Yeah, I, I think they should have. Yeah. It's just 
stupid at a point. It's just stupid. Get over ECW. It's 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 there's there's no I don't think there's really even a place for that that stupid hardcore philosophy like now like it's dumb with all what we learned about concussions and hey, get the fuck over it excuse my language um do you have anything to say about that or should I continue my rant no you can continue I mean I do agree with you I think it's time to move past the ECW nostalgia I mean people are still you know. You know, they, people spend too much time trying to recreate something that was only really popular for a few years, you know, 20 years ago. So yeah. I think it's time to move on I mean, from that as well. Yeah. I mean, something that was great, but just move on, people. Move on. Especially when it's it, your WWE's clinging onto it to appease the fans to their own detriment. Like, bring Bully Ray in. Like, it's so stupid. Um, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Okay, Bray Wyatt, re- I I like the way he was booked. I hate how WWE, like, he looks strong in anyone. I still hate how, like, in New Japan matches, like, people can lose and look strong. And a winner, you don't get over just by winning the match. It's what you do during the course of the match. And, like, Bray Wyatt's in there getting broski kicked by, by Zack Ryder. Or then he throws him out. Yeah, he wins. He looks strong. But it's just like they, the way they book everything is just so stupid sometimes. Um, but still, I like the Bray Wyatt action. I, they must have botched the, uh, like, when the three of the Wyatt families were in the ring, right? Like, it looks so awkward, like, the whole interaction. Like, you didn't know who, who was on whose side. And they, like, teased a swerve, but it didn't really come off well. Yeah, um, I, I, I think know. unfortunately nobody they're expecting that to be a moment where there was like a big reaction when the three of them were face off, but like it just didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, and do yeah. that next year when it's not fresh in everyone's mind, you know? Yeah, no, I know. I mean, um, I mean, it's not. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't come up. I mean, Bray Wyatt. I'm fine with the way he was booked generally. Yeah, he was built strong, and that's good. I think. I was a little disappointed in how he went out. I think they had him have such a strong showing, and then he was dumped out at the end like an afterthought. Like, just completely, just like, oh, okay, here you go, boop, and just popped him over the top rope. Yeah. I, I didn't like the way he was eliminated. I thought he should have been eliminated in a big way. I actually thought, <laughs> excuse me, with all due respect to the you know authority angle and the idea of Roman Reigns has to kind of finish it by beating the authority type thing with the big show and and Kane, uh, it, should have, it should have came down to Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns. If you were going to, you know, eliminate Daniel Bryan early and have Bray Wyatt be the one who did it, Bray Wyatt should have been down to the end then. Yeah, that's a good point, too. I mean, did you fart into the phone before? It sounded like you did. I, I did not. <laughs> okay. Um, distracting. Uh, okay, next thing about Daniel Bryan, another thing. WWE fans, get over it. Just get over it, man. Daniel Bryan is a gimmick. I hate to say he's a gimmick. It's a stupid beard and a chant. He's not. He's a. He's another injury away from you know working at McDonald's. He. He. I just don't see like the fascination, like the obsession with him at all. It's like the uh, the underdog star. He wasn't very impressive, like in the ring, like. Uh, I don't know. I know I'm in, I'm on the 
in the vast minority there, but for in terms of the the opinions on Daniel Bryan. But to me, well, like, what? No, I was gonna say I can I couldn't disagree more, and not because necessarily because I love Daniel Bryan. You know, it's fine. I think it's fine if if you know you as an individual fan, uh, you know, like or dislike. Uh, the Daniel Bryan character. I mean, I think the the I think the problem I have and what people sh- you know in general should have with this whole situation is not necessarily whether Daniel Bryan should win the Royal Rumble or not or go to WrestleMania. The it, the, the thing that people should be focusing on is WWE just is like I don't fucking care what 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 my audience wants. I'm just going to do what I want, and and that's you know. I don't understand how you run a, a business that way. I mean, the, the, when you run a business, you know, you are supposed to do what makes your customers happy, and they just don't do that. I mean, whether Vince McMahon thinks Daniel Bryan should be the man or not, it's irrelevant, because if the people want him there, and, you know, they're the people that are going to shell out the money that runs your business, then that's who you put there. And to go against that grain just because you don't feel like it, and to put a guy there that you know is going to get booed out of the building, uh, despite all of the like many attempts they, tr- the many tricks they tried to pull off to avoid it, uh, you know, is it's a stupid move. It's just a stupid move, and it's it's you know it's infuriating to watch this company just basically give their audience the finger every time they every at every chance they get. I agree to a point. But in a business, you also have to make, like, decisions based on, like, the resources you have and what's available. And, you are you know, you can't plan everything, like, day to day or even, like, month to month or quarter to quarter. You have to have, like, a long-term vision, like a goal for that company. And, like, I wouldn't – it's like a – you know, I wouldn't base my company on talent like Daniel Bryan, that's injury-prone, that, you know, really, I mean, like, doesn't have a long shelf life. Do you, like, do, what's gonna, what's the best for Daniel Bryan? You, you think he's going to be, like, a Shawn Michaels-type character? Like, I think he uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Okay. I, I mean, mean that's I, think, where... I think you got to strike. You, you have to strike while the iron is hot. Like, if you have a hot... Guy, you have a guy who's over in 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 a period of time in wrestling where barely anyone gets over, like really over. When you get a guy that actually gets over, you have to take advantage of that. It doesn't make sense not to. Even if he's not going to be the guy in five years, right now he's the guy that'll make you the most money. And you know he's he's that's the draw. Like the money match for WrestleMania is Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, and that's where you should have went. And and to me, it's guy, even if you don't want to do it in the future, and like you know, explain to me why Roman Reigns is the future. Like, besides having a good look, okay. what does this guy have? Nothing. He can't wrestle and he can't talk. What does he have besides okay. being a good-looking dude? The guy that okay, so the guy that's supposed to be in the WrestleMania match with Brock Lesnar hasn't wrestled all year because he was injured and, and then comes back and, like, wins... It, 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 Dan Brown's Batista at this point. Okay, so like, then so then like, under that I, logic, I, then... Under that same logic, then, like, uh, Triple H shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble in 2002. Edge shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble in 2010, right? Because they hadn't wrestled all year and they came I, back from injury. John Cena shouldn't have won the Royal Rumble in 2008, right? 
I yeah, I I really think well, seen as a different. Those are all different situations. Like, like a, like I don't disagree with. You. I really don't. I think the I think the problem though, we're kind of on the same side of the fence. Like I think the problem though is the booking, the writing is terrible. But I understand. Like, like I see like other people in the. If you're gonna book it like that. We, I just see other people in it. Like, Dean Ambrose should have been front and center in the Royal Rumble. He should have won. He should be natu- He's naturally in that storyline with Reigns and the authority and everything. He's the, why is the authority against Roman Reigns by any stretch of imagination? He's a choir boy. He's a poster boy for the WWE. The, the natural, like, face in this situation is Dean Ambrose. And I think, I, but I mean, I, fine, take away... It could, should have been Bray Wyatt if you want to go the heel route. Should have been Dean Ambrose if you want to go the face route. And there's a bunch of people before Daniel Bryan, I think, that should have, you know, that could have had a legitimate claim to winning the Royal Rumble. Why not freaking Damian Sandow? Like, if you want to go with like a fan favorite, Damian Sandow's a better worker than Bryan. He is. What? Bryan okay, no, I'm not. Okay. Brian, I consider him like, like almost like, like I was never like a Pacquiao fan because he's all like flash boxing. You know, he throws a flurry and hits shoulders and arms, and then like it, Danny Bryan's the same thing, sort of. Yeah, he's good. See, I hate being in this situation where I have to completely like defend the WWE, but I understand their stance on like Daniel like, Bryan. You clearly do like being in this position, but all right, whatever, fine. Daniel Bryan aside, whatever. Uh, you know, as expected or as should have been expected by WWE and everyone else in the world, uh, Roman Reigns when he wins gets completely shit on. The whole ha- this whole yeah. second half of the Rumble got shit on because they were just booing for. F- they basically they were the, the crowd was into it for the first twenty minutes, and then Daniel Bryan got eliminated, and then nobody gave a shit for forty minutes, and people were just booing. Yeah, for 40 and that's minutes. an insult. Yeah, and that's an insult to, to Dolph Ziggler to Dean Ambrose, to everybody out there that works hard, and that to, to Bray you know, White, to blame, everybody else. I blame the company, blame the company who won't listen to their fans. And, because you know what? If they had, that wouldn't have happened. Or you know how over Daniel Bryan is. If you don't want him to win the Royal Rumble, then you bring him back after the Royal Rumble, not before. It's just it's these simple common sense things that they don't do. Despite all their trickery, you know all the things they try to do I, I to, agree. You know, I, to avoid, yeah, I to avoid the Roman Reigns, you know, shitstorm. Like you know, they had Brian get eliminated early, hoping that like they would distract us. Like, shoo, shiny red ball. Like you know, pay attention over here now. Like you know, Daniel Bryan's out by putting guys like Ambrose and Ziggler on later, by having you know the Rock come out. Like, oh, they won't boo him if the Rock is here. It's like not even the Rock could save this guy from getting booed out of the building. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, agree. Whatever. But then they'll, then they'll parade it out there. Like, look at this awesome win for Roman Reigns. Like, oh, yeah, it was real great. I mean, uh, I, my personal opinion, I don't think, I mean, who, who the hell knows? I, I, the ending seems like a real panic. I don't think The Rock was booked that way. I think he was coming out the end to, like, congratulate his his cousin or whatever the hell he is on getting a clean victory in the Rumble. 
I think they called a, called a major audible when they saw that he was getting booed out of the building. Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think you could do an angle like that on the fly. I mean, there has to have been discussion about it beforehand. Because it's like, they're not stupid. They knew that that reaction was coming. So they tried to put little things in place, you know, to, to try to avoid Like I said, you, you, you eliminate Brian early, hoping that by the time you get all the way up to 30, people kind of forget about it, and you bring out fan favorites after him, hoping that they'll kind of get the crowd back into it. And if the crowd does kind of turn at the end, you got the rock out there. I mean, that's all these little tactics they were trying to use to avoid the inevitable booing, which, you know, I, th- any- I think anyone with half a brain could have told you it was going to happen. So. And I, I, mean, I, think it's like, I really don't even think it's Philly. I really think maybe it wouldn't have been as strong, but I really think that same reaction would have been had no matter where this rumble was. I, I think it would have been... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, I just see the appeal in Roman Reigns. You've heard me say before, he sucks in the ring. He has one move. It's a right hand. He doesn't even have a left hand. He doesn't do anything else. Like, I don't think he's good. Yeah, no, he, I know. He, does, he, has, time, a, he has a football tackle and a punch. Those are his moves. That's it. And, but if you don't and think like down the road, this guy, this guy's a cross-media Superstar. You don't think he's going to be in movies? So? You don't think he's going to? He no, I be. don't. He, because well, he can't yeah, talk. Mark this word. He's he can talk. No, I he's, don't the think writers he... give him terrible material. He's like a man. You know what? Very I mean, that's look, look, look. They do. I don't disagree with that. But his delivery is shit too. So it's not just the material. His delivery is smooth as silk. His delivery oh, is like very smooth. It's shit material that he's getting. He couldn't. You saw the, the, the interviews tonight. What, did and he what? Watch I mean, yeah, he wasn't reciting nursery rhymes, so it wasn't that. It wasn't on par with that garbage. Yeah, it was. Terrible. It's not like it was his delivery more, tonight was, was that great either. It was no. It was perfect for the shit material that he had. For for the face, like, oh, the fans paid their money, blah, blah, blah. Like, the, all the, the talking points that oh, he yeah. had to Oh, yeah, where hit. have I heard that before? Oh, I know, John Cena says it every fucking exactly. day when he tries to, it's like, justify bullshit. being booed every time. Yeah, exactly. It's bullshit. I'm not disagreeing. But to say that, like, Roman Reigns has no merit, that that's ridiculous, too. And to say he that, like... He doesn't <laughs> have any merit other than being a good-looking guy. What other merit does he have? He can't put on a good wrestling match, and he can't cut a good promo. So besides looking good and being like a poster boy, like as far as his looks, what else does he bring to the table? I mean, that's kind of why. Tell me one other thing he brings to the table besides that. I mean, we just I'm not saying that's not important to be the face of the company. You obviously have to be, you know, a good-looking dude, but, but... but that's it. He's 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 completely one-dimensional. That's the only thing he has. He has no wrestling skills, and he has no mic skills. And it's You're not really all his fault. He's his still work, young, and he's still fresh weird, in the business. But he then don't put him in that spot. Fine, I I agree with you. I don't have, to, but the harsh like crowd react and this crazy reaction that that it was like the. The ending sucked. Like the ending, the ending was very bad because as soon as you saw Kane and uh, 
there was no suspension of disbelief. This you just obtained Big Show and Roman Reigns in the ring. You know Roman Reigns was winning. Nobody, what, and even Rusev at the end, like Rusev wasn't going to win the Royal Rumble. Of course, the ending was terrible. The writing sucks. But to dismiss Roman Reigns as this nothing in the company, that's equally ridiculous. That, that's e- equally stupid to do. And like, I feel bad for Roman saying, like, Reigns. I think I feel bad. Yeah, for yeah, I, do I don't too. think the guy's a bad guy or deserves to, you know, be shat on. I mean, he, I, I feel bad for the guy that has to deal with then don't that say kind he sucks. of reaction. He doesn't suck at all. He doesn't. He, it's the furthest thing from sucking. Okay. Does he, should he be in this like, position? No. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It's not his fault, and I feel bad for him. But I mean, it's the unfortunately the only way that the people can make it known like we don't like this is to crap on this guy, and that's the way it has to be. Unfortunately, like I said, I feel bad for the guy personally, but but again, it's at the same time. It's like you know, the necessary evil. But yeah, I agree as far as the ending being terrible. It's like why why is the Royal Rumble coming down to these two, like, 45-year-old guys throwing out all your young, fresh talent? It just makes no sense. I hate it. I hate it. I, I have to say, for me, and we only have about another minute or two left, this was one, as far as Rumble matches themselves, one of the worst Royal Rumble matches I've, I've seen in, in, in history. This is on par with the 95 Rumble for me. So what you're saying is... Uh, <clears throat> The Royal Rumble had a possible five-star match with the main event. Indeed. Then about uh, two-thirds of the Rumble was good. About two-thirds of it. No, one-third. The first, third, the that first the third of the Royal Rumble was good. All right, but we gotta we got to wrap it up, so give me your final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sound like contradictory. Yeah, the Royal Rumble sucked, but fans are also assholes. So that's my thought. Well, I agree. I agree that people in Philadelphia are not the uh, are not my favorite people. But if anyone out there is listening from Philadelphia, I, I mean everyone in Philly except you. <laughs> but anyway, with that, we're gonna close up shop. We hope you enjoyed this spirited episode of the Barbershop Window Podcast. You can listen to this and all our other episodes at BlogTalkRadio.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Uh, follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at IMC Vigilante. Rob is at AdZanzanator. Shane is at EdShaneWinter14. And just keep listening to the show. Keep supporting it. Tell people about about us. And we will keep working diligently each week to make this show better than it is. And we've been good so you know recently, right, Shane? We've been doing more shows than we had in a while. It's still so. bad, but yeah. Not well, you're terrible, terrible, but I'm awesome. So with that, good night, Shane, and good night to everyone out there listening. Good night.